Hello, everyone. Today, I greet you on the magical day of leap year. <laughs> I don't know what else to think of it, but but just think that it's magical for some reason. If your birthday is on leap year, happy birthday. You only get a birthday every four years, so this one's for you. I greet you from my home, the nursery in particular. You may have just heard a little breath from my almost three-month-old baby girl, Miss Freya. She was born mid-December, and uh, it's been a winter of wintering for me. <laughs> just tucked in, uh, living that newborn life. If you know, you know. It's crazy, man. But it's been good. It's been sweet. And today is actually my last day of maternity leave. It is the last day of February. And it is the first day of a new chapter for me. So I figured I would take advantage of that and finally get you this healing lessons episode. My dear friend, Nicole Ray, and I have recorded... Um, a recap of our year on our healing journeys for the past, I think, six years now. And it's a fan favorite from what I hear. Nicole is delightful and we've been friends for over 10 years and have bonded over our, I don't know, being in the arena, <laughs> being on the healing journey and helping others heal along the way. She is a creative guide, she is an artist, and she helps others heal on a deep level through creative practices like art journaling. She has a book published in art journaling. She does I am affirmations. She does forgive and release exercises that are really powerful. She's, she's changed my life um, personally and professionally therapeutically. She's a hoot and a half um, and just a really thoughtful, wonderful human. And I love getting together and, and reflecting on our year. So what we do is we we choose a word or a phrase for the year and then uh, reflect on how that came into fruition, if it did or didn't, <laughs> and then set intentions for the next year. And so this year, um, it's getting out a little later than normal due to my current state. We recorded this podcast a few weeks ago, um, and I just, every time I sit down to record this intro, something happens in my life. <laughs> I can't do it. So I'm going for, I'm not in the perfect podcasting situation right now. I have a napping baby on my lap. Uh but maybe that is perfect. I don't know. It's kind of sweet, actually. But um, savoring these last moments with you all listening. <laughs> so please forgive or maybe even embrace the informality of this intro. I just am excited to get you this episode. But this year's episode was unique in the fact that I think we just go deeper every year. And our journeys get 
simpler, but more profound, which is a phrase I usually like to say, but it's true. Um, the simpler you get, the, the more it clears the path for some core root issues to work on. So we definitely get into that in this episode, um, starting with Nicole and her journey of how simplifying went for her this past year and what it actually reveals. We talk about my year of joy. That was my intention of healing through joy. And instead of following specific healing protocols or what you should do, I just followed the joy and what that led to. We talk about finding the quality you want to bring to your life, beginning again with practices that maybe you used in the past and then let go of, and the power of bringing them back, owning your true feelings, and just really living your own life, letting go of comparisons and and what that can bring, Um, and then trusting what you're drawn to and asking powerful questions like, what does a healthy life look like to me, not just to everyone else? So we cover all this and more uh, in this <laughs> in this conversation. So I hope you sit down, cozy up, however you like to chat with some girlfriends and and be on the journey with us. Just a little podcast update. In the last episode I posted, I shared that I'd be changing the name of the podcast and launching a substack and all these things with him and well-being and the home practice. Those things are still on the horizon, but I am just constantly humbled uh, by the demands of my current life. And it's almost comical, uh, the lack of time and capacity that I have. (laughs) Or anything else. I have a good day where I think like, I can do this and I want to and it's my passion. And then so I'll get going and get some good energy. And then the next day, everybody has the stomach flu and, and there we there we are. <laughs> so thank you for your grace and just staying patient with me. When I look at the podcast feed, I think, wow, for the past like two years, Three years, it's just been a healing lessons episode, and then an excited Randy. Hey, I'm gonna bring this back episode, and then uh, and then I don't, and then it's another <laughs> healing lessons episode. But podcasting and and teaching and sharing it truly is my creative practice and joy and passion, and there's always going to be a corner of it. Um, in my life, saved for it in my life. Um, But at this time, it is not at the forefront. So just consider it these little, these little gifts sprinkled in your life for now until they can become more consistent. Uh, But I do love hearing from you all. I love checking in. I love it so much. I'm just sitting here rambling to you instead of getting to the episode. So I'm going to get to the episode now. I hope you're doing well. I hope you've enjoyed your winter and uh, and have fun listening to me and Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> and Freya's waking up, so that also means I got to go. But 
take good care and I'll check in with you later. Enjoy. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Randy. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, it's been 360-some days. I know. We, um, we're doing it. We're kicking it with Nicole Ray and Randy Kay for another year. I think year. it's Randy Kay first. Randy Kay. with Randy Kay and Kay. Nicole Ray. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> it's actually been, I think this is our like sixth year doing this, which is great, but also like, wow, I've been, we've been podcasting for a long time. We should disclose that we are not in a bathtub this year. We're not. <laughs> that was two years ago. Two years ago. That was there a were highlight. Three women in a bathtub. Yep. So for those curious, go back a couple of episodes. Because it turns out where I'm at in my life right now, this is like the only podcast I've been recording every year. I'll do like this one and then an update one that's very optimistic. Like, hey, I'm back. And podcasts and yay and then my life gets in the way and then we don't and then a year goes by and then I'm like oh here we are again with a healing lessons episode so I'm glad that I have you there's a whole nother human in the world named Freya yes I have a new babe who's two months old named Freya and she's she's great she's part of my healing lessons of 2023 we'll talk about so um well let's just get into it uh I'll record like an intro to this episode so by the time they get to this point they already know who you are so we don't have to do that um so let's just get into the the meat of of the of the episode what we we usually do is we talk about our year in review our highs our lows insights and then we set our intentions for this coming year so Nicole let's start with you you recall what your word was did it make sense did it go according to plan how did 2022 no 2023 2023 oh goodness it's all right we'll give you that we'll give you that where are we 2023 how did it go for you well you helped remind me. And then I saw my post-it note in my planner of my words. And one of the main words was simplify. And being that we're already kind of into February of the new year, it's been interesting to look back with a little bit of space. Um, I realized that simplifying actually did happen But it kind of falls on that, you know, you make these plans, you set out these intentions, but I don't think I was clear on maybe how I wanted to simplify. And so though the universe knew she wants to simplify and I didn't set out specific intentions, it turned out that my body um, and some of my health forced me to simplify certain lifestyle uh, patterns and habits um, and rhythms, I ended up having to slow down a lot. And if anybody knows me, I'm pretty much bebop and go-getter all the time. And it was, it, it, I've been slowing down and 
because this is such a new thing for me, I haven't yet been able to be okay with that. Um, having acceptance is, is coming into the picture. Um, you know, as you, we were talking earlier, I realized that the universe has always provided, which is interesting. It's like whatever I've needed, I look back and it's like, oh, it was there for me. Um, but simplifying has been a little bit harder than I thought. And um, though that word seemed wonderful, I look back here as well. I had show up and grace as well. The grace is definitely what I'm learning to give myself. And Randy, you've always helped me with your mentoring of how to be gentle with yourself when you are having to surrender. I had to surrender certain things I was doing because my energy levels and some uh, neck pain and body pain really started to come in. So I've also been feeling a lot of my emotions and I don't really know how to move through them. So things like somatic healing and the nervous system, this has all been kind of a new area for me of wanting to go towards as a healer and just as my own self-care of now that I've simplified a certain thing that I was doing to keep me away from my emotions, now my emotions are flooding in and have been flooding out. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to just emotions being very close to the surface. So what do you mean by simplifying to keep emotions out? I think like I like I think seeing my word unfold I ended up having to slow down which means that I had to simplify over the last year of what I was doing in my free time I think things of like landscaping and yard work and just staying really busy kept me from my emotions things I didn't want to feel and because all of a sudden what I do during the daytime for work by the time the end of the day came, I didn't really have a lot much more pizzazz in my take. And so because I wasn't able to go distract myself with other things to that intensity, I just started to recognize some of my emotions, grief, sadness, anger. And so that's kind of where that stuff all rose to the surface. Um, yeah. That's that a, makes sense. Yeah. That is like the the other side of simplifying that people don't really talk about a lot is like there's a reason why we complicate things. And a lot of that is a coping mechanism or a distractor. But when you take away those things, it like sounds good. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, simplify my life and simplify my emotions or whatever it is. And then you're left with what you have unresolved that is just yeah. being exposed. And so it's like you can get to on the other side of that, but that is part of the journey of simplifying generally speaking that people don't really talk about or acknowledge that much. That was very well said. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Where where are you at? Where was where was your word? <laughs> Well, my word was interesting. It was joy and contentment and like leaning into like, what would my life be like if I led with joy and and confidence instead of 
like self-doubt all the time. Um, and I, I did, honestly, I did a pretty good job. Like I remember a lot of times my word just kind of floats in and out and it makes sense when I look back on the year, but I don't really remember it that much. But there were so many times this past year where I'm like, I'm going to choose joy. I'm just going to keep choosing it and have that guide me. And I feel like I really was able to experience it at a level that I hadn't before because of all the clutter, (laughs) the clutter of insecurity and doubting myself. And there's a lot of things that happened to like make that possible for me. But one of the things was um, how this kind of came out in the world was I got pregnant and we had been trying for a while, like unexpectedly had issues getting pregnant a second time. And that really messed with me. And, um, and that's a whole other story, but, but eventually it happened. (laughs) And, um, the whole, I found out in maybe March of last year and it, I was just, there were so many things on my list of like how to be a healthy pregnant person and like things I wanted to do and foods that I should eat and yoga things. Like, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this pregnancy. Like I was healthy with my first one, but, um, there's a lot of things that I learned and I'm like, I'm going to be this perfect pregnant person. And life was, I mean, I had a two-year-old and a full-time job and, you know, I just didn't have the capacity to do all the things that I wanted to, or felt like I should be doing. But what I did do is I just chose to have fun. I'm like, I'm just going to have as much fun as I can over the summer and fall because not that I won't have fun with two kids. I just know what that's like <laughs> when you have a newborn and you're adjusting and it's just going to be a while <laughs> for me to have a certain kind of fun. And my son <laughs> was getting a lot more independent, so I was could do more things. So I intentionally... uh went to a lot of concerts like there was one day where um the the place that like puts on a lot of shows like sent a newsletter of all the upcoming concerts and I bought like three tickets to three different concerts throughout the summer because I'm a musician I love music do I ever go to concerts no like why not (laughs) you know so I decided I'm gonna go and one of the concerts I went to was by myself like I didn't know anyone else that would want to go and the people that I did know that would want to go were already going with somebody. It was Ben Folds. And if you're a Ben Folds fan, you know that it there are a lot of Ben Folds fans, but there also are not. <laughs> like it's a special <laughs> kind of person. Um, and so I went to Ben Folds by myself. I splurged and got um second row seats that's the way to do it and I was right in front of him where he played the piano I had like perfect view of him and it was a magical experience and I just was like I'm gonna do it we went to um oh what's his name you and I were at the same concert Nathaniel Ratliff 
Oh yeah, we yeah we and that we didn't one. even realize it. I was visiting, and you <laughs> went, and I went, and then I saw it in your story, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I was there." <laughs> that that was funny. Yes, I that was a random one on a whim. I got invited by our friend, and then it was uh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson came, and so I got to see him, and uh, I just like took advantage of fun opportunities. I took a trip to Utah with my mom just her and I visiting family and did a bunch of hikes and I just I just chose the joyful things to do and trusted that that was the healthiest thing to do you know it was I was waking up and doing yoga every morning and all these other things that like on paper this is what you do but I just chose to have a lot of fun and kind of reap the rewards of how hard I had worked in my life and how like I'd put so many things on the back burner and I started writing again for a little bit and it just yeah so I think I did it like I I do feel good about how I lived my intention last year and it's really interesting though because as I was listening to last year's episode to prepare for this one the thing that I had dealt with the year before was a lot of body image stuff and um as now I'm in my postpartum body a lot of that stuff is coming up again and so it's like I I want it's like I need to recommit to that contentment part (laughs) it's like I did it you know I did it I and then I And then I, you know, I had a healthy baby and, you know, whatever. And now I'm in this new season of life, almost needing to like start over with that cycle again of like when I was postpartum with my first. And so it's just really interesting to reflect back on, on kind of the roller coaster of emotions I've had and how. I've just been really humbled with like that beginning again moment with my postpartum life and just being like, okay, joy, contentment, you know, leaning into that and doing what you can and, and, and embracing the little things and not comparing or having self-esteem issues, you know, and letting that run your life right now. So anyway, that's my tangent of how 2023 went, but highs and lows, but I had more highs than lows, I think. And that is a big victory for me. I think it's what keeps coming to me. So as you know, we've been attempting to record this for a little while and I kept asking for guidance as one of my practices. And it was, you know, I want to be able to inspire. And when you were talking, this is what I was hearing was you had, so we've been doing these recordings for many years, which means we've been choosing words for many years choosing words for the year has been something that's been in my life. And I just, I really like that practice and your word was joy, which I feel is this feeling. And then you had contentment, which I feel like is more of an action item. And then I had simplify, which I feel was an action item. And so I find your reflection very inspiring in the sense that for my own practice moving forward, I want to have a handful of feeling words and I want to have a handful of action words. 
and I noticed in my list I have for 2024, I just post a note in my day planner in the back, heal, fun, grow, learn, release. And so grow, learn, release, fun, heal are almost all action words. And I think what I'm seeing for myself, which I was just asking, hopefully this would inspire someone listening, that when you are collecting a word or words for your year, I think we should follow in your footsteps of pick of pick words that are feeling words, feeling of joy, feeling of peace, feeling of inspiration, feeling of you know, light. Um, but in your word, even so too, you took joy as a feeling and you actually then turned it into an action by saying you were going to choose the joy, but all you had to, not all, I don't, let's, this was a big thing for you, but the, the choice is what you had to do as the action. You didn't have to go create the joy you just decided that in this moment I'm going to choose joy I'm going to choose the love and that feeling guides you and you found joy probably in moments where you didn't think you would because you set out to say I am going to choose this it's either I choose joy or love in a sense or I choose the opposite or I choose nothing and let that open space come in where like you said self-doubt low self-esteem some of those heavy feelings. And as I think about your reflection and my reflection, I felt a lot more of that, those emotions that are always there, I felt because there wasn't an intentional item of how I wanted to feel in my year or what I was choosing. I was, was I choosing to simplify? No, I just wanted to simplify. Like I just wanted things to be simpler. But what was my intention behind that? To have more joy, to feel more peace, to have more space. So yeah, I just, that's what came to me. It's just this, this feeling of, no, we don't need to sit and analyze our words or, or, or plan around them. But I, I really do like this intention of, of choose joy. And for me, choose love has been with me for many years with the Course of Miracles work. So you know, I think I'm going to definitely be reflecting on my words for the year, for this new year. Yeah, that's interesting. I I guess I wasn't that intentional about it, but I think that's like, it was like the essence. Like, what do I want the essence of my life to look like? Yeah. yeah. Because there's so many different scenarios in your control, out of your control that happen. And it's like, okay, regardless of what goes on and how the year unfolds, like what's the essence of, like what do I want the essence of my life to be? Mm-hmm. And then choosing, making choices from there. And so that kind of, yeah, helped. But I like that um, observation because my my words for next year are definitely more action-y. <laughs> Okay, I then essency. So <laughs> I think we're gonna have to um I think you know you and I definitely will be following up here in the next you know little bit of time of of pulling in some of those essence. And it makes me think a little bit of um Danielle Laporte's work of her talking about, you know, she'd make this 
vision list. She'd accomplish all these things on her vision list at the end of the year, but then she realized she never tucked into how she wanted to feel. Mm. And so like to simplify it in that sense, it's just like, you know, how do you want to feel? My partner recently just said, you know, I just, I want peace. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want peace. And it's like, okay, well that, you know, what does that look like is the next question. But in your case too, it's like, you know, for you, it's okay. I want joy. You know, for me, is it, I want creativity. I want that sense of like creating everything being kind of new, but creating something, letting it come to me. Um, But yeah, I, I wrote that down, the essence, what would be the essence. And for anybody who's listening, you know, let us know what your words are and what words you want to declare are, are the essence of, of your, of your list. Um, Because there's a lot of action here. I mean, for me, it's (laughs) learn, release, grow. I mean, fun, heal. I I mean, I thought simplify was rough. I better be talking (laughs) in some essence here. Well, maybe by the end of our conversation, you'll have some clarity and we can make it more concise. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as you, so simplify was kind of that reflection word, but at the end of this last year, how are you feeling? And what would you say is your biggest like life lesson takeaway from 2023? Well, I wrote some things down here, so let's just kind of see. Um, well, I guess I'll just read them and we can, that I have to prioritize myself the way I have to surrender the way things were and adjust to the present moment. Um, last year was a lot of, of feeling a lot of physical pain and looking back, I think, instead of being in the present moment, um, and wanting to look forward. Um, I think, you know, we had a conversation a couple months back or even a month ago of, I had mentioned to you that there's just this feeling inside and um, whether it has a name or not, it's just that heavy feeling. And you had mentioned to me, you know, that, and again, this is like my own paraphrasing, but you know, that you just have kind of come to peace with that feeling is always there. And I think for me, I've been trying to get rid of it or um, not want to feel it instead of being like, this feeling, whether I were to try to name it of depression or grief or sadness, uh, heaviness is most likely what makes me a healer and empath, somebody who can hold space, somebody who can create. And, you know, when you had told me just like, I'm learning to just be with it. It's, it was a whole different perspective of if I try to stop pushing it away and stop trying to keep doing things or writing down the list of the shoulds. I should be doing these practices every day. It should look like this and that'll make me better. It'll take it away instead of practicing acceptance of like you're having a human experience. This is what you're feeling. And I think 2023 really showed me that I needed to look at what I was feeling. And, um, you've known me for a really long time and 
I, you know, I came up with feelings as, as like a sense of anger. And I just, that's something I'm just like learning how to navigate and like owning it now. Like I finally owned it. If like, yep, I'm angry. I'm just angry. And now it's like, well, I don't want to be angry because I don't want to have to look at it, but I do, I need to look at it and find out what's underneath that and be okay to know that I can have my feelings. Um, I love when people share their feelings to me. I love when they, you know, they, they just pour it all out. Like we just did before this call. And (laughs) then for me somewhere, it's no, I can't have these feelings. And so that by the end of this, the year that we just had, it was no, you have these feelings. You need to look at them. You need to ask for guidance on what needs to take place and how you can move through them. Um, And then again, where you always come into play in my life is just that with that gentleness, um, my voice got a little um, insecure, I think over 2023, meaning um, by the time the year ended, I had a lot of like um, lack of self-confidence in my ability to speak. I think the way that I had been speaking out just I've become a bit insecure with sharing my feelings to people and being misunderstood. And so that has been challenging. Um, And through that, I've been experiencing a lot of different neck pain, which the work that I do with the metaphysical connection of the voice and the neck and so on, I've really had to take a look at what was taking place in my life that was contributing to this low self-esteem, this lack of confidence to speak out, and then also being very judgmental on myself and being very hard on myself. So I would say that when 2023 ended, and I'm reflecting back, it was like, wow, you know, I really wasn't as kind to myself along the way. Um, And I think I've wanted to just it's been, it's just been a very new place for me to be like, even this honest with how I'm feeling. Cause like I, somewhere I'm just not supposed to feel this way or, Hey, you know, you're a guide, you're a healer, you're a coach, like don't share all these things out loud. Um, but the truth is that all of these things came to the surface. And I think many of them are from years of stored stuff, wanting to actually come up and get out of the body and the mind and my spirit and make space. Um, so reflecting now where I'm sitting, I I know that um, it will be helpful for me to identify my needs. What are my needs um, and what what can that look like so that I can communicate them to myself and to my partner and, you know, honor that. Um, I've had a very new relationship with pain body pain, um, which is something I've had over my life, as you know, as well, Randy. Um, but it's, uh, it's kind of set a whole new level of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Remember that time my feet hurt that, that didn't seem as bad as the fact that I can't really move my neck left and right. Um, so my relationship with pain and using that, I think was a way to distract me, um, from wanting to look at things. And 2023, 2023 was a very raw, um, I don't want to say heavy, but heavy year. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm going to throw the ball back to you, Randy. (laughs) No, I think it's good. I mean, and I think it's important for for people to hear that because one thing I keep noticing more and more of is how much we're all actually feeling and pretending we're not. (laughs) And it's like how we relate to each other and how we compare ourselves to each other. And when you really take a moment with a person, there's a lot going on there's it's been a rough couple of years and uh and it's everyone's still reeling from it and the world is just a really tough place and that's the truth and and there's there's there is a lot of joy there there are a lot of good things there's you know that's all it's all there but there's just there's so much more I think being held at the surface than has been in the past in that like that word rod that you said like I think in my experience we're all just kind of tired of faking it (laughs) too and just like let's just let's just deal with what's actually happening you know I think somewhere I reflect you know like you said over the last couple of years I think there was a big moment and I'm trying to think if it was 2022 is like something came to me of like Nobody's talking about the aftermath of that very interesting time of that pandemic. And it was like, okay, we're all just getting back into life. But like, I kept being like, nobody's talking about like, there's people in this, this experience that are feeling a lot of things. And there was a lot to process. And now, you know, we're all just moving forward, which is again, the the way we, you know, the direction we can only go. But I think you're correct. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of feelings, and for anybody that you know does feel things deeply, um, it's an interesting place to be. And when mm-hmm. you find your like-minded people, and you can open up and you hear them say things, you're like, "Wow, I'm not alone." And that's what I know. That's my intention when we get on this call is, in this you know this episode is to be like, "You are not alone." Like whatever you're feeling, like it's okay to be feeling it. Well, and I found that in a weird way, it's actually helped me be able to feel more joy because one, I'm just opening up my ability to feel more. And so you can feel the highs and the lows more intensely, but it's like, I feel like I don't have to, like the weight of pretending or striving to be a certain way has been lifted one because I just don't care (laughs) like I used to but also it's just like that way of being doesn't really serve anybody and so I'm just gonna live my life and so I'm going to allow myself to experience joy because I'm not comparing my joy to someone else's joy or feeling like what I find joyful isn't enough or that I shouldn't be feeling it because other people are not feeling it or whatever. Like it's just with when you're just living your life and you're allowing yourself to feel and experience your world, then the possibilities are endless of what you can actually feel. And that is a double-edged sword too, because you can, you know, you feel the low points more but the flip side is you get to feel the joyous parts more and and giving yourself permission 
to open up the full spectrum of feelings, not just the ones you think you should be feeling, you know? So and that, it, and that makes a lot of sense. I know Randy, we've reflected on this a lot and I don't know if it's just being that, you know, we're going towards the level, not age, the level of 40. And if that's just where, you know, you give, you just give a little less saps along the way um, and you just, you let go. Or if it's, I think, you know, you and I both, um, we both have different daytime jobs that, you know, we do for the reasons we do them. And then we have our, 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 our practices for ourselves, as well as to, you know, um, provide tools and different um, teachings to other people to also have, you know, to help them. But I find it interesting when you were talking and what came to me was just this art of practicing and like, at a certain time, I remember, you know, I think we were, we were striving a lot of like what the practice should look like and all these things that you need to do. And like the world was pushing, you got a green juice, you got a yoga, you got to wear these, you got to look like this, you got to do that. And I don't know if that's still pumping out there and I just don't follow it anymore. <laughs> I uh -huh. Whenever I see it, I'm just like, goodbye. I'm going to go the other way. Um, it's probably still it's there. pushing but... at us. And, you know, people have said to me, you know, it's, it's, we're at a beautiful time where everything is at our fingertips of knowledge and healing and tools, um, that it's never been to this, you know, this overflowing, but at the same time, that overflowing is just, even for myself, I found myself at the end of the year, you know, going, okay, well, maybe there's, I got to look at my nervous system. And like, I studied a little bit on trauma and was just like, wow, this is really eye opening. And, I want to dive in there. And then as I was asking for guidance that I just kept hearing this whisper of like, nothing's wrong with you. Like you're just having this human experience and yes, there are things and like, yes, it's good to look back, but also again, coming to what you talked about that intention of choosing joy for me, that intention of choosing to be present instead of back in that world of my mind that I sit back a lot and it leads me to stay close to my practices though. It's interesting what's kind of emerging up. And so I, I guess I will say out loud is my practice looks very different than it has. And I know that that is for me, what I've been showing throughout the art of daily practices, it does look different. Um, my I am affirmations, reading them out loud, look different. I stepped away from them. And they've, myself, my negative self-talk really came in. And then it was like, hey, do you remember when you were reading those affirmations? Remember, they do help. And it was like, okay, well, let me go towards them. So how did it feel to return to your affirmations? Like, have you been doing that? Yes. And it's not every day, uh, but I can feel myself wanting to go towards them, which for me is the beauty in, in the art of daily practice. It's the beauty that what this, what the universe, you know, divine has given me in the terms of, of having this practice is going towards them, knowing that they do help me, even if I don't want to do them, I've just become very honest of, okay, I haven't done them. We've moved through that now. Now I got to get back towards them. Okay. That's what we're doing now. And so, yes, I've been making it an intention to um, go towards them. I have a list. I think I'm at eight, number 88 out of 108 for 2024. I started writing the list at the beginning of January and uh, they're in a tiny little notebook and it's near my 
near my desk or, you know, on my desk. And so I've been trying to do that, but in the moment of sitting down and having my hot coffee and just going towards that right away. So yeah, they've, they do help me and I've been practicing going slower um, in terms of reading them and hearing them. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's been kind of bittersweet in the sense of coming back home to what, you know, works. Um, even though my, my mind has been kind of striving of do more, learn more, you got to do all these things, which, you know, comes back to what, you know, we were, what I kind of was hearing you share about is we have these practices, though they look different. And that's what a practice does. It grows and it evolves and changes and it ebbs and it flows. And you start to take out the shoulds. You start to take out what you think it should look like and just listen and try something. Like you said, instead of it being yoga all the time, you went towards the moments of joy and that's where you found the love. That's, that's what we're all seeking. Yeah, it's interesting hearing you say that because I've just been craving my old practices lately. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, you know, I did them for so long. I taught them, you know, it was like a way of being almost. And then, and then it almost, then I almost started resenting them in a way like, or, or like, oh, there's something bigger, or better for me to be doing, or I don't have time to do or you need to do I'm, more yeah like do. it's not going to look like how it did before so what's the point of doing them kind of a thing and lately I'm you know speaking of yoga like that was something that you know I just let go for a while because I needed to like I ran a yoga studio <laughs> like I just yeah it became too multi-layered for me than just the joy of doing it and so but I yesterday I was just, I was craving to do a sun salutation, like just a simple sun salutation. And so I had a moment of exercising yesterday and I did it. I did. I I call it my workout. Yeah. Even though it really is exercise. I'm exercising. I'm trying. Um, And I like, I'm going to end with a sun salutation and I'm like two months postpartum. I had a C-section again, so like surgery, postpartum, like whatever. And so this is really difficult for my body to do, even though I was craving it. And so I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to just be gentle. I'm going to see how it feels. And it was definitely messy and choppy and uncomfortable, but it felt so good. And to, I'm to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I needed to, I needed to have this circle moment with it, you know, like I needed, I needed it to go away. And then the calling for something like this to come back, it, it's all good. You know, there's like, could be a lot of judgment around it. Like, oh, how could I have stopped doing yoga for so long and look where my body's at now. And it's so different and I'm starting over, but it's also like, that is what these practices are like they are cyclical, you know, or sometimes they leave us and never come back. But if you, there's nothing wrong with getting the nudge to go back to something that helped you in the past. And it's not, 
elementary or lesser than it's just what what you're needing at that time and I'm really craving to bring some yoga back into my life but it's in a way that's without judgment without all the extra baggage that it had before and I don't even care how it looks like it almost feels good to have it not look perfect because that was one of my struggles before (laughs) it was like trying to be this kind of yoga teacher that just could do everything you know and it's like no I like that I'm starting completely over and letting this be something completely different in my life so um I was I was hearing so many things once again which this is the magic I was hearing the words I'll say them all in a row modify be able to modify just like modify permission give yourself permission and then um towards the end of the year I did a retreat with a couple ladies here in St. Augustine and uh, I went through a 90 minute tapping session which is something I'd never experienced before and what um came out of that was um give yourself what you desire. So a deeply rooted belief, we won't go into it, but the words that, that that a deeply rooted belief that wasn't serving me when that shifted and moved around, it was give yourself what you desire. You desired to just do the sun salutation. I just desired to read the affirmations. And, you know, that ego mind likes to put that resistance in where the love's at. It can, the love can be simple as a sun salutation. It can be as simple as reading out 10 of 108 IMs for me. Um, Having it, like you said, just returning back to what worked for you without it being, I need to do it every day. And that's the, that's the truth within the art of daily practice. Even though it's called a daily practice, when I teach it, I share that, no, this doesn't mean it happens every day. We call it a daily practice to help with that part of our ego mind that gets in the way when we're so desiring to do all these things every day. We want to do them. We want to do them for the desire. We also want to do them sometimes out of unhealthiness of control. And so when you state that you have a daily practice, when you declare it, it's the it's the declaring that gives you the practice. There's nothing you actually need to do. You just need to own that you have a daily practice and then start practicing things like practicing a yoga sun salutation, practicing your I am affirmations, but then practice being a new mom of two kids, practicing having a full-time job in the midst of all of this. Uh, so, you know, there's something beautiful in the sense that it's, Yes, all my action words I keep thinking for 2024 are really going to have me growing a whole forest of trees here if (laughs) I uh, don't uh, find some essence words in here. Um, And I got a vision for you, Randy. I can totally see you teaching Ari. And of course, when Freya gets older, but Ari's at that point where, you know, you guys, as summer comes, you're doing your own little mini yoga series and (laughs) he's got his mat and he's dragging it out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here you you get to have yoga. in a in a in a whole new way um yeah on a daily basis with that little guy yeah well I, we keep hinting at our our words for 2024 so maybe we can get into that as you I'll give you a, a little bit to to put your thoughts together as they, they've been evolving so I'll just end with my 
my side of what I asked you of feel how I'm feeling at the end of 2023 um which I am I don't know <laughs> I'm trying to pause here for you but okay I'll put it I'll get it together I would say I'm feeling in the past the past few years I've felt very depleted at the end of the year and this year I've definitely I feel depleted but in a very like because I just gave birth kind of way. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> I'm <We're> starting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm finally starting to shift how I operate in a way that is more life-giving than life-depleting. And so an example would be in how I, like, fulfilled the contentment part was when Freya, my daughter, was born, I was hoping for a vaginal birth after C-section. Like, I had prepared for that. I was doing, I was doing a lot of things to prepare for that. And um, staying open, of course, to what happened. Um, but without going into detail with my birth story, um, she came early, or my water broke early, and just how, what was happening with my body the C-section was the safest and best choice. And unlike with my first birth, going through 17 hours of trauma before having major surgery, I didn't have to do that with this one. And it was more just like a, this is what's happening. This is what's best. I was able to um, feel peace and have like, I had to wait a little while before I could actually go have the C-section. So I had this moment of um, meditation and acceptance and like a really beautiful moment I had um, to prepare for this experience. And it was just completely different. And my healing has been completely different. Um, but when we left the hospital, I just started crying. One, because I had like tons of emotions going on of like, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? But then it was still that programming deep within me of like shame around c-sections because i'm like a holistic person and because i trained i was training for a v-back you know like i was i could do it you know i had all these things and just the grief that comes with things not going how you want them or the grief that i felt of like okay i'm not planning to have any more children i will never experience that like vaginal birth experience that I wanted um, and feelings around that. And I, I definitely went there and I felt those feelings, but I was able to lean on my practice of contentment because I had a very positive birth experience, all things considered, which was ultimately my goal, like the essence of my birth I wanted mm -hmm not a lot of trauma. <laughs> and, right. um, and granted C-sections are their own adventure, but, um, nobody gets out of childbirth unscathed. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> but the, um, but I, I, I could flip the script in my head or, or honor everything a lot easier than I had in the past because of all the letting go I had been doing the past three years. Like since my first child was born, I feel like it's just been this adventure of 
surrendering and reframing what health and wellness mean to me, what a healthy life looks like, um, and letting go a lot of the of the negativity in the healing world and in the wellness world of like, it should look like this. And one person says, oh, eat this. It's the best food. And then literally the next cent post you see is someone saying, yeah. no, don't eat that food. It's bad for you. Like, or I had a moment with chia seeds. Yeah. I had a moment <laughs> with broccoli or whatever. Like, whatever. Share so, your moments, people. Share so your food moments. Dumb. Um, <laughs> but that's like, it's just been like, I, I'm just, what I'm tired of is that comparison or not feeling like I can't trust my own life experience and my own inner knowing. And like my, I am living a well life. I am living a healthy life. Does that mean my son watches Spider-Man or, you know, like Spidey and his amazing friends, which is its own adventure. But anyway, like, so my son has more screen time. Does that make me an awful mom? No. Like, no. So I had C-sections. That mean I don't, I don't count as a woman. No, like no. all of these things that just in my head seemed like I'm never going to do that or that's not what a holistic yeah. wellness person, how they live their life or how like it's just, yeah, I could go on a really long soapbox tangent about that. Um, but it's been three years of reprogramming that and just leaning into my own experience and what I trust to be well and good for me and my life and for my family. And it's as I reflect on it, I can, and at the end of this year, I can be like, huh, I made progress. (laughs) I actually do feel different and I feel healthier, which is very funny for me to say because just before as I was getting ready which if you could see me right now is laughable because this is me getting ready I I brushed my hair and brushed my teeth and washed my face that's about it um and having a lot of that's really all that getting ready actually really is I know but I didn't do my hair and I don't have makeup on and I'm wearing pajamas like whatever. I got the same thing happening (laughs) it's a Sunday it's a it's a victory but I I was not having a lot of positive self-talk about my body right now. I am, my body is like its own thing right now. And it's, and yet in the midst of that, I can feel very happy with my life. And that's huge. So it's huge, Randy. I've known you for a long time. And I will say that the fact that you're already at a place where you can recognize that you have shifted and that you have grown and that you, I mean, that is in itself, there's one thing to do it. And, but the second level of to witness, to, to have the reflection that you are doing it. And the third to say, be able to say, Hey, I'm proud of myself for that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a big win. It's a big yeah. Win. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, three cheers for Randy. Woohoo! I can celebrate myself. And May that's we a all win. Make a list of celebrating <laughs> some of our wins. You know, it's interesting because as you were talking to, I looked down at my notes and I did. I wrote, had to surrender what I love to heal my body. 
Um, and it, it, that word of surrender must seem to be a common word. Mm-hmm. And like so many things, so many things. Yeah. I think, I think what it, what I want to be clear about is that my life isn't free from suffering or my, the same old stuff, you know, like, yeah, it's not like I, and I'm not trying to discredit myself. I'm just saying like, you can feel it all at the same time. Like I still deal with depression. I still, you you know, have challenges. Deal with negative self-talk and body stuff. Yeah. And my life is really demanding right now of being a mom of two kids and working full time and still trying to make time to podcast, for goodness sake, um, <laughs> which was my battle today. Um, now, you won. <laughs> and we're winning. Um, <laughs> but it's like how can, how I am able to exist in the midst of that. And I think it's being able to to feel that positive side of everything as well or just trust it's almost like a zoom out moment that's something I've been doing with parenting lately because we're we have a newborn and a very very active three-year-old and we are tired and we're redoing our basement and you know all of these things they're all good things and I'm not complaining but like they're a lot and so we don't, Ari doesn't always have the most balanced meals. He does get more screen time than I think is okay at times. Nate, my husband has his own style of parenting that is different from mine that I am supporting. <laughs> like, you know, and it's just like a part of me is like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? But then I think, okay, zoom out. This is like, what will be three months of this? six months before things can maybe stabilize a little bit more at the same time we're healthy we're fed we're loved we're still doing a lot of positive things it's all good you know if I just took out that one snippet of time and that was how it was always going to be forever then that's one thing but I know that it's just this little piece of time and that it's it's all good you know and that's been one of the strongest it's been the strongest piece of guidance you you've given me over our I think we're over 10 years of friendship is to zoom out um to do a bird's eye view and um you know I'll do the analogy where I lift you know kind of like I'm picking something up and lifting myself way up and I I use it a lot in my sessions with my students of you know asking them to to zoom out so that they can kind of see a different perspective just by like kind of coming out of themselves and looking down and so I love hearing that you're not you're using yes you you shared this advice to me but you're using it to zoom out um and so I I think that's something as you know if you're listening is to practice zooming out a little bit and what does that look like and yeah you may not want to see but that space is where everything you most need is it is that acceptance and that the guidance and um just the 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 little motivation to keep going is in that space Mm -hmm. um 
and I usually forgive it, you know, forgive and release is, is the practice that I to help me to create that space uh, so that I can have that bird's eye view. Sometimes it's like, I want to fly up there, but I can't, I, I can't, I'm stuck. And so it's like, okay, well, I forgive and release feeling what I'm feeling right now, you know, show me mm-hmm. how I can zoom out. So yeah, it's beautiful to see that you're zooming out. I'm zooming, but I've also been using forgive and release a lot because, um, for example, my dear sweet husband, who I love very much, um, we're, we're I love him too. <laughs> we have different styles of doing things at times, and he's doing. Oh my gosh, he's doing everything. Like he's been a rock star with like supporting our life right now, um, but there's a lot of how he does things that's very different than how I would do things, but I don't have the capacity to do them instead. And so I've been very judgy at times and frustrated. And um, one thing I've been doing is like, I forgive and release. But what you taught me about that is that you forgive and you give love into it. And so instead of it's really been helping me in my frustrated moments of being like, okay, how can I not just forgive the situation, but how can I give love to him? Because that's what he actually needs. It doesn't need me to be frustrated. He needs love and support. And so I've been trying to shift my angst into love. And it's been really, really helpful. uh, And that, and you're even taking it another step in terms of, okay, yes, you forgive, but we're talking about, you know, F-O-R-G-I-V-E, the two separate words. So when you forgive, you're actually in that moment when you say that word or think it might, you know, think it or write it down when you write it or say it, et cetera, you're, you're, give, the, the, you're giving love away in. There's nothing mm-hmm. you have to do. So the fact that you're at that place where you can, that, that love's coming in, you're receiving it and it's, and you've made the space to recognize, okay, I'm, I'm, feeling judgy if I keep going this way there's going to be no space there's going to be no light no love to come in you're actually taking it and then love is guiding you to say he needs love and that's that shift in perspective you recognize that on the other side when you know someone is hurting or you're judging there's just a lack of of love but it's more just a block you know, the door is just closed on it. The love's there. It's just something's covering it. And so when we forgive, we say, okay, I give love away into it to this so that mm-hmm. I can see it differently. And then your shift of, okay, well, how can I give him love? You're already seeing it differently. So it's yeah. not where you have to forgive it in the sense of um, be okay with it or accept it or it's, you want to give you want to give yourself a way out of the judgment and the feeling and the angst and the frustration because you know it's not serving you and you're the only one that can do anything yes you want him to make it better or do something but that's not the way it works you have to give yourself a way out and so that's what forgive does and it ultimately benefits the situation and anybody involved so it's, I mean, way powerful. to way to go to. <laughs> well, it's very I, powerful. I, I don't always go there, but when I do, it's very powerful. <laughs> um. So let's. Yeah. Uh, and when, I remember years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna change subjects to our words for 
this year. Well, you know, it rem- it remind it reminded me when you called me one day and you were like, "Well, what if I don't believe what I'm doing with forgive?" And I was like, "Just do it anyways." Like you don't need mm-hmm. to be in the mood to do it. You don't need to want to do it. You don't need to believe what you're doing. I was like, "Don't worry about it, Randy. Just do it." And there you are <laughs> doing it. I remember you saying that too, because <laughs> I'll 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 fake it till I make it. Sometimes. <laughs> so let's let's Absolutely. wrap up with our our words for next year. So have you have you refined? Do I do you have some clarity on what what you want to focus on for this year? You know, I have my list here and then I looked at some of my intentions and when we were talking, it it did remind me of that message I was given. So I think the strongest one is go towards what I desire, give myself permission to go towards what feels good. Um, And even if that's just to take myself to walk on the beach with Callie, you know, one day, even if I'm not in the mood, just to gently go towards what I'm desiring. Uh, So learning Heal is at the top, um, fun, uh, just new experiences, grow the art of daily practice, learn in terms of educating myself into new, to new things, release. Uh, but I think I'm going to be reflecting on this more after our call is, you know, I wrote down the essence of my life. Um, I would say for 2024, I want to go towards what I desire but I want to bring a feeling word in I want Mm -hmm. want to you know do you have any feedback Randy you know is it going to be essence is that going to be the word maybe maybe essence is your essence maybe figuring out what your essence is maybe essence is my essence Yeah, identify spending the year identifying what my essence is. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like that definitely is what I desire. And that'll Um, be a good like uh teaser for next year's episode. You'll have to tune in to find out what Nicole's essence is. She's gonna figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) Amen. I say yeah. I say yes to that. What are your words, Randy? Mine, it's funny. I, what's her name? Morgan Nichols Harper or something on, she's yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Harper, Harper, Harper Nichols. Nicole, Nichols. Yeah. Whatever order. She's something. Great. And Morgan, she, we're calling you out here. Morgan. <laughs> we know your name. We love you. Um, But I, she had one of those reels where it was like a bunch of words that flashed and then you screenshotted it to yes. see which you've done that yeah. for years um yeah so I just did it on a whim just like oh I wonder what this is yeah. and the word that I got was devotion Ooh. and I was like oh I like that because I feel like I've learned all these things I've been to the the moon and back you know dark nights of the soul all the things (laughs) felt all the joy you know it's been a time and now I'm here just with with it all everything that yes and I I want to I feel like I have a lot yeah I feel like I have a lot of good direction like I don't have to sift through a lot of gunk 
to know what is best for me right now. Like I feel really good about what I want to be doing, but I do have always lacked that um, dedication and part or like that consistency. And I haven't, it's almost like I've been afraid to live my life really dedicated or devoted to something. And, um, and what does that look like? It is kind of my essence. Like if I'm truly devoted to creating this certain family culture in my home of like love and peace and connection, like I can be devoted to that. And if I'm devoted Mm -hmm. to that, then my practices will follow, you know? Right. And so I feel like this next year, it is kind of like a refining year for me and not necessarily mm. an exploratory year. Um, and so I want that to be, I want to figure out and be able to verbalize exactly what I am devoted to and what does it look like for me in my life of caretaking like, how can I show up for what I'm devoted to with myself? And that's what, that's as far another as I've gotten. It's another teaser. It's another teaser. Yes. Yep. So I want to lean into that. And I like it too, because it has like some spiritual undertones to the word, which, yeah. you know, I've been also all over the board with my spirituality over the years and went through that phase of like throwing everything out and seeing what comes back in. And I'm craving that spiritual devotion to and what could that look like? You know, I I feel the same for that. Um, That word came up earlier in my mind as we were chatting. I just, I didn't get to share what the thought and that thought set my mind, but um, something that approached in the new year was the course of miracles work and leaning into that uh, work um something that is just has been the undercurrent of of the art of daily practice and just my overall journey but it it was the whisper came louder of you know shine light on this work um mm-hmm. and voice it out and share it out that this is the work that um you stand on and connect with like-minded people and so on um yeah and that's like that that's that's the connection to connection of like-minded people is an intention Mm -hmm. like-minded women um and either shifting my focus of yes they're out there um and I'm in you know in a new place and developing a new sense of community but yes they're out there and um to be okay with the times that it's just me Mm -hmm. um yeah that I've been doing some like part of my joy here uh, my friend Brenda runs Eche Yoga in Fargo and I've been teaching I've done some teaching there but it's a great studio space and they do a lot of healing circles like women's circles and drum circles and things yeah and so I took a class a drum making class so I made a drum I remember that and they have a drum circle in every month and I'm just like I don't know why I felt so strongly about doing this drum class, but I'm just like, something about a drumming is going to come into my life. I need to make it right now. I need to have yes. this. And just like, even that, yeah, connecting in a circle, you know, with 
like-minded people mm-hmm. with women like that soul that soul connection whether it is alone whether it is with people I've been missing and yeah I know that I have the resources I just you know yeah I've been feeling the call stronger than before so to wrap up any last words of wisdom for our listeners things we want to just say before we go on into our year what have you got well if you've been listening and you resonate something moved in you when you heard forgive and release please reach out to me no one has ever turned away from any of the offerings I have with Art of Daily Practice for any financial reason or anything. So if it just resonates with you and you just don't know where to start, please reach out to me. Um, that is something that um, my, anybody who crosses my path, um, I'm passionate about sharing this work. Um, be gentle on yourself. I'm saying that, I guess, to you so that I can hear it to myself. Um, Be gentle to yourself. Um, It's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, Feel your feelings um, and and give yourself the space to have them. And um, when that voice starts, you know, saying, you you know, you can't have these, that's where forgive and release comes into play. Um, And reach out. Uh, we're only a message away. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And thank you for tuning in and giving us the support that we need. Uh, because we wouldn't, uh, if you weren't listening, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here doing this. So, yeah. Good. Randy, what you got, girl? I have similar vibes of like, you're okay. You know, like how you're experiencing the world is valid how you're behaving is okay. Even if it's not how you want to be, even if you have unhealthy habits, there's a reason why you've been doing them. And, and it's okay to now realize that maybe you want to switch it up or you're being called to something else, or maybe you just still want to sit in it for a while. Like there's just so much judgment about every little decision that we make whether it's internally or externally and follow your own joy (laughs) really experiment Mm -hmm. with that and what that looks like and know that like just own your own path really I think is a big has been a big takeaway for me there's joy in just simply owning your path and not exhausting yourself with the shoulda woulda coulda or this person's doing it that way kind of a thing um so that's my nutshell wisdom for you as far as hanging out with me uh you know send me a message on instagram is (laughs) the best we can chat that way i don't really have anything else going on with hemo well-being or anything right now this is like this is it this is what I got to give right now. Uh, but hopefully there'll be more space cleared this next year. I do hope to do more podcasts. Our friend Ashley, who sat with us in the bathtub, she's helping me yeah. kind of revamp uh, my website and stuff. So I'm chipping away at it. But I always love it to hear from people, whether it's through email or Instagram or just commenting 
that you relate or appreciate um, the conversation, whatever. So, yeah. All right. Well, well we did it, Nicole. Yeah, um, I'm in St. Augustine, Florida, or near Jacksonville. So if you are listening and are in the vicinity, reach out, uh, because there are some things that I'm doing with my work. Also, I was thinking for kicking it with Randy Kay and Nicole Ray, the slogan underneath that is own your own path. Kicking it, you know, like kicking the dirt up. Own your own path. Oh, nice. The podcast is in the making. (laughs) You know, it could be a 2025 thing. Yeah, we can go there. You know? I also noticed I we go there. that last year and this year you used the word bebop in uh, the podcast. So bebop should maybe be something. I also wanted to inform readers or readers, listeners. <laughs> I did. I did get a dishwasher this year. Last year I talked about if only I had a oh dishwasher. My- I have one. So. Um. Oh my god, and this it, is a big deal. We'll talk was, about it later. <laughs> and it was like it was like it's been life changing. So little things are big things. Okay, well that's all we got. <laughs> yeah, thank you everybody. Oh, we love you so much, everyone. Tune again next year. We'll we'll talk about our essences even more. <laughs> but yep, keep until, on bebopping. Keep on bebopping and hip hopping. Kicking right. it with Randy K and Nicole Ray. Woohoo! <laughs>